0: After a long weekend, the pod is back in business. Welcome to the AFL Sesh podcast. three days off this weekend to enjoy our, our football league rather than just the standard two um, I'm obviously one half of the worst half of your host for this evening um Joe Andy how how did the long weekend treat you? How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, yeah, not too bad, thank you, Joe. And uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Um, felt like an age since we actually last recorded. So, um, yeah, welcome to the FL Sesh podcast. That's a, that's that's our first to our fans. Um, for me, this weekend, yeah, I had a good week off. I was in um, Centre Parks this uh, this week, uh, so you know. very act- very active. Hot holiday. Probably needed a holiday after my holiday. Uh, you know, you know how it is. Um, but yeah, nice and refreshed. And yeah, weekend was good uh you know family barbecues and all that kind of stuff really you know uh classic bank holiday behavior what about you joe
0: oh bank holiday behaviour. yeah sim- similar story really without without the fun of the center parks um didn't do a lot loved every loved every second of it just basked in orient's first win of the season um on center parks i can't let this go what's your um what's your favorite activity while you, while you're there
1: well, you know the the, the rapids is yeah, you know, correct, the absolute go. That's the correct the absolute answer. Absolute
0: go. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. They're, like that was it. Sort of was framed as an open-ended question, but no, there was a the right answer, and that was it. So, well done. Yeah, that's a big tick. A hundred points. Yeah. Favorite food place there then is what? Well. What's your favorite food place there? Oh, mate, I haven't been to Centrebox in years. I didn't even know there was like a range now.
1: I mean, what there is. Yeah oh so are got, they actual um,
0: restaurants or are they yeah right? they are now oh. yeah
1: they've yeah. got um so you've got a few you've got uh bella italia you've got now we've got las iguanas there and mm. I, honestly they serve you the food on robots they put the plates on robots and it comes to your uh comes to your table that was that blew my mind the future um, is now and the future is now um you've then got uh uh, Cafe Rouge, you got there uh, for your, you know, steak fix or lunch fix. Mm. Uh, the Pancake House is a personal favourite, so it's just like pancake and waffles whenever you want it. Really, that's that's pretty decent. Mm. Um, and then you've got um, an Indian called Reginda Pradesh, I think it's called. Um, but my personal favourite probably is the Pancake House. So mm. very decent.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I think you've sold me on the robot. I think Las Iguanas would be my my choice there because quite a lot of Mexican food. They've yeah. normally got a deal on, on the cocktails, so you can get razzed. Absolutely. And if there's a yeah. robot just bopping around as well, that would just change my life. I'd be like, oh, wow, look at that thing.
1: It certainly so... was rat- certainly was rattled that evening, I'll
0: tell you that. It was very good. <laughs> well, I like to hear it. Also, big, big news before we start this week. Ben Foster's retired, so he must have heard the slamming he was getting on the pod and thought, nah, I can't have this all season. He just completely bottled it. That That's one poster that he ripped down off his wall. So he's obviously put our faces up their early doors to motivate him, but I don't know. Just in his middle age, he just can't he can't hack it anymore. It's not the motivator;
1: it's the demotivator. To, to to be fair, I was you know I was quite surprised. It did come out of the blue a little bit. I know, obviously, he they had a shocker mm-hmm. the last few games, and I, I did like how honest he was. He was literally said like, you know, I just can't get to the levels I used to, and there's no point, you know, doing that. And it gives the club, you know, enough, them enough time to probably get a half decent replacement in, Mm. you know, in the window, which is fine. Um, but yeah, he's probably going to go down the driving range and at one, the targets have our faces there and just smash some drivers against it and see how many you can hit, to be fair. I think yeah, we're definitely <laughs> on this hit list, I certainly uh, think so. But, you know, I, we wish uh, Ben Foster at the EFL podcast a very happy retirement. Keep on the podcast. I do love the Foscast. Um, it's a very good podcast. Um, and uh, and uh, his YouTube channel is also very, very good. So I think he'll carry on with his golf one. I'm very much a golf aficionado, so so I very much will watch that uh, continuously for many, many months to come or years, depending how long it goes on for it.
0: Yeah, fair play. Um, the voice of reason there as well. I uh, I do actually agree with all the points you just made. I think it 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 takes quite a lot to accept that you, you can't uh, do it anymore, even at a level that you think you should be able to. And actually, you pointed out a very valid point of he's given them more than enough time to at least find something of a replacement if not their first choice necessarily so yeah fair play um all the best Ben when you're listening um yeah just give us a ring again and and we'll have we'll have you on at some point just chatting about uh I don't know anything you want Andy's golf maybe Andy maybe maybe we'd like to hear your best wrestling move um (laughs) yeah I I, I don't know anything anything non-football related now
1: you've retired Cool. exactly sounds good well I I think you know in the interest of time i think probably we should uh crack on before mm. we crack on though um let me plug the socials as always so as always the fl sesh podcast is on all of your major podcasting platforms spotify apple music uh, amazon music you know wherever you get your podcasts you can definitely find us um it's still mad when you can actually tell your alexa to play the fl sesh podcast that still blows my mind every time I- i do it not that i do it like all the time wink wink um <laughs> uh, and also we're on twitter and instagram so at, at efl pod um so you know get involved you know make sure you engage every week we uh every game week review before we go on the pod uh we ask for any hot takes and there were some this week and we'll definitely allude to them in the podcast um so yeah get involved get engaged and yeah give us a five-star review as always share it with your friends whoever you want to let's get the name out we've done you know we're, we're nearly hitting 300 listeners already which is you know within a month is amazing so you know let's keep the podcast growing and uh yeah let's get cracking on with the championship joe
0: yeah i love that i love i love the uh, it's sort of like when you watch a film and you get the credits before the film <laughs> so it's, it's that bit it's like while i've got your attention here's what i want you to, to, to read um yeah, we are going to crack on with the championship. I'm going to start. I'm going to steal the ball from you. Do it. I'm going to start with Preston North End versus Swansea City because Preston's Preston North End's unbelievable start to this season continues. Um, Swansea City. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the score. I'll give you the score. 2-1, Preston. So, And let me give you the blow-by-blow blow as well. Swansea go 1-0 up after 33 minutes. Our man, Charlie Patino with the assist cracking signing. I don't know what the hell he's doing at Swansea, but there you go. Um, so, 1-0 going at halftime, 1-0 up. Uh, Preston, great halftime team talk from Ryan Lowe, clearly. Come out all guns blazing. 67th minute, 1-0. Andy Hughes, 79th minute, 2-1. Dwayne Holmes, see you later. With the assist from Mads Frockyar-Jensen as well. Just any excuse to say that name because I've practised it a thousand times. Love um, that. Yeah, and they, they take home a 2-1 win. And they take home well after four games undefeated this year one drawn three wins sitting comfortably in fifth position and uh yes yeah, guy's the limit for present at the minute um playing quite well playing uh, I, I love i love a five at the back i love a five at the back that works and currently mm-hmm. it is working and how how does it work you need good wing backs well wing backs wingers I d- it's difficult cuz they're not really full wing backs anymore are they but kian best brad Potts, shout out unbelievable doing unbelievable business on the on the wings feeding mads feeding Dwayne, feeding will um i'm on first name terms with all of them we're like we're like best friends um yeah and and best of all um not doing too badly on the old shots conversion rate either um three shots on target out of 11 not not great that to be fair but but two goals from those shots on target and um Swansea City 10 shots one on target that's terrible but that one on target did go in so there is a there is a silver lining to that um to that statistic andy's favorite one um andy any any thoughts on preston versus swansea or just preston's unbelievable
1: start to the season in general yeah i've been really impressed with preston actually they seem to have you know they seem to be playing quite an expansive level of football and from what I saw on the one on the highlights, it seems that you know they are trying to attack teams. They may not be the biggest possession based team. Obviously, Swansea are very renowned for you know ball possession. Um, but you know I, I've been really impressed with how they've kind of tackled the lead. They're going you know guns blazing in there, and and it shows a lot when you're going one nil down. You know can can give a bit of nerve especially in the halftime team talk, but it shows a good resilience and a bit of steeliness to get there um, and to to overturn a def- deficit. So I was really happy for them with that. Um, obviously, Dwayne Holmes, new signing. Good to see him get off the mark. Um, I thought he was a pretty decent signing for them this season from Huddersfield. Um, so, you know, good to see that. And, and Will Keane, actually, has been doing really well. I think he got two goals in his first couple of games for them and it's good to see him firing again. He's always... Been a striker, I've always kind of rated in, in the AFL. So, yeah, there's no, you know, it's all kudos to Preston. It's not like they've scraped any results. I think pretty much every game they've they've been involved in, they've always been very very competitive. And if you could keep doing that, you know, you're going to get results at the end of it. So, yeah, nothing really to say. I agree with all your points. Um, Swansea, I'm a bit worried for a bit worried for them. you know they've had a bit of a rough start to the season and. You know, everyone was quite excited with Michael Duff, actually, you know, coming into the helm. Did really well at Barnsley and, you know, quite high hopes for him, I think. But he seems to have, you know, had a bit of a rough start, conceding too many goals. And I think, you know, he probably needs to go back to maybe the basics um, and and get him, you know, being resilient, hard to beat and then build from there, really. That's kind of my take on the game.
0: Love that. Love that. Hard to beat, resilience, back to basics. The cliches are coming out early doors Absolutely. and I'm all, all here for it. It's got a young team as well. 24 years old is the uh, average age of the Swansea side at the minute. So that's a tough ask. Come in, really? bed bed in your ideas, get some results. But hey, we, we do we believe in him? Maybe we do. It, well, he made all five substitutions. So yeah, we believe in you, Michael Duff. You, you can do it. Keep it up. Also, Rogue One before we move on. I didn't realize Joe Allen was still playing. He came off Pete. the bench for Swansea this weekend. I, I, what did he come off the bench on a on a on a in a wheelchair? Like well, it, there can't be that much left in him. Yeah, yeah, Joe Allen, true. great, great stuff. Keep keep it up, my friend.
1: Absolute servant, second spell mm. at the club, isn't it? So uh, it's it's good to good to see him back and playing and, and getting some minutes under his belt. Um, also, you know, I think Yates has done has made a good start for. Uh, Swansea in his career because I was quite I rate that signing quite highly from Blackpool. Mm. Um, but I think probably, ne- probably needs a bit of help from his defence I think they've, you know, minus three, minus two goal difference after four games is not ideal really. So, you know, need to need his defenders to help him out because he do- don't want to be carrying this team just by his goals because that's never good. And uh, kudos to Harrison Ashby, um, former West Ham player. We sold him to Newcastle last season. Um, and now alone, it seems to be a quite a true signing from, uh, from Swansea. So, you know, good to get some minutes under his belt. And I think he was by far probably their best player of the day. So, you know, hopefully he can have a good season under his belt and get some get some good contributions.
0: Yeah, here, here. Jerry H, yeah. Jerry Hatesborough. He's only scored one goal. So I mean, he, he not bad four though. He's got up his numbers as well. But yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah it wasn't it was in a in a draw as well. So he is responsible for fifty percent of their points so far this year. Um, True. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about Preston North End and Swansea. We're moving on to the main event, the main course of our championship analysis, and that is Ipswich versus Leeds.
1: Ah, oh, honestly, what? Um, I really wish I was there. I was uh, unfortunately at a family event and I couldn't uh, couldn't attend. But one absolute barnstorming game this was. Um, twenty nine thousand six hundred at the stadium. I think literally Portman Road only holds thirty thousand five hundred so literally a sellout pretty much um and they were you know treated to an absolute gun hoe of a game and leads very much a living to your bill as the gunslingers Mm. of the championship um obviously they've had a really rough start so it was completely you know written in the stars that you know all of their players that have uh, caused issues i.e willie nonto and sinistera and Rutter were going to be back in the team and obviously they all scored and Pirot, their new signing from Swansea. Again, I think that's an excellent bit of business gets a goal as well. Um, I, you know, I think any Leeds fan would have even taken a draw out of it, switch away. I don't think many teams will go to Portman road and, you know, score four goals. I think that's pretty rare. Um, but what one hell of a game. So it starts off with Ipswich getting a really good start. Joe Rodon who's signing from I think loan from Spurs the lead with an og. Um was a it yeah, was a pretty unfortunate og to be fair. I I, I would have loved to it been a better goal. I love a good own goal, like when it's a proper, like, you know, yeah. even if it's like a top corner one, love it. But it was a bit of a, you know, just an unfortunate one, came off a shin, I think, and then it went past Melier. Um, but then absolute sucker punch like from from Leeds to be fair to them um Rutter on 10 minutes Notto in 14 and Pirro in 19 so in a 9 minute period 3 goals that's always going to be a tough ask um to get back from, and that's obviously going to silence the crowd. Broadhead got one just before the end of the end of the half in garbage time, forty-five plus seven. Um, but you know, three-two, free it's it's definitely on. Uh, it's definitely a competitive game at that point. Um, but I think kind of leads. I think you know, settled the storm um, in in the second half. I think Ipswich. I think Ipswich were unlucky not to get a draw in this game. I think if you look at the stats, which I'll look in a minute, um, I think they deserve the draw out this game. You know. Again, not many teams are going to go to, you know, score three goals against Leeds. So it shows that it switched to can definitely hang at this level. And, you know, they've they have they have definitely got the minerals to do pretty well. Um, but you know, Sinister getting the seventy-five minutes, that's the that's the gate game killing goal. And then Chaplin just gets a con- consolation constellation goal at ninety plus seven and that is all she wrote. Um I was quite surprised that Caden Jackson got the nod up front. I think Hurst was injured, so he clearly doesn't rate Freddie Lado up front. Uh, McKenna, um, probably Jackson for his pace. He's a very pacey player, so probably wanted to, you know, give strike. Is it strike? I think strike and Rodon yeah. a a run for their money because I don't think they're the most pacey of uh, central defenders. So, um, so that was I think that was maybe a well a well a uh, a good choice made from McKenna for for up front. Um, Brandon Williams got his debut as well. That was a pretty new signing they've got from you know uh, Man United. That was, I think, that's a good signing on loan for the rest of the season. Um, I think he'll do a definitely good job for a uh, for a championship team. Um, yeah, it was just classic. All of the players that we, you know, we've talked about before who have, you know, hissy fits and gone on the strike and and uh you know made Leeds life a living hell, uh going and bite Ipswich on the bum. So it's not me being uh it's not me being sour grapes, it's just was absolutely written in the stars when I saw the team sheet. Stats show that you know Ipswich had more of the ball, 58% possession, XG of 2.47 to Leeds is 1.63. twenty-three shots for Ipswich, but you know, looking at the on-target stats, 23 shots, seven on target. It's not too bad, but again, probably do need to do need to uh, probably pepper with the amount of shots that you're having in that game. Um, and Leeds had four big chances, four goals. That's very good conversion rate. Again, really like the Piro sign in. I think he's, you know, he's very much proven this level. Did it all for Swansea last year. And I think that's an excellent business. bit. Bit of business for twelve million, and I think he'll get bags of goals for Leeds this year. And I think that gives them a good strength in depth because obviously Bamford's injured. So um, it get you know I think Rutter I think is been linked with a move to Germany. I think back to Germany for a good amount of money. So you know when you have got Bamford coming back, who knows the level, and you have got Pirro up front. That's as a good front too. I think in my in my eyes anyway. But you know for the neutral, what one hell of a game Ipswich will take lots of positives out of it. But good to see Leeds get back on the, uh, you know, get back on the on the winning in a W column, and I think that'll do in the world of good. I think. Um, what about you, Joe? Yeah,
0: that was that was very comprehensive, and you're very uh very magnanimous in defeat there as well. I think I would have been yeah a lot angrier that basically all the players that we've been calling out for not performing for Leeds or not even turning up for Leeds this year decided that this would be the game that they would turn up and yeah. and actively all contribute whether it be in goals assists or just just good play so yeah well done well done for taking the higher road um I mean yeah I don't really have a lot to add to be honest uh, what we all love to see is all five subs being used for both of them so yeah. big big tick in that column and clearly Farker listens to the pod because he panicked at the end he's 92nd minute he's like oh Bugger! I need to get need to use up these last two subs. So, <laughs> there is Cresswell and Giambi on? So, ch- cheers, Daniel. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like your summary. You, you've you've got it all. I I agree with the. You've picked out annoyingly as well the two signings I was going to highlight. I think the Piro signing for Leeds is a, is a cracker, and I think well, it teased for a long time, but yeah, they'll be pleased they got it over the line. Yeah, and um, I think the Brandon Williams loan signing to Ipswich is is. Unbelievable! I think it's a mad bit of business. Every time I've seen him play for play for United in the past, I, I do I think he's top four quality. No, but I don't think he's looked particularly out of place in the in the Prem. So, no, yeah, definitely. I think that's a that's a
1: really solid signing for switch, and hopefully a sign of things to come. Smart bit of business for McKenna because obviously mm. he was Man United's assistant probably worked with Brandon Williams over his career so far. So he knows the player well. So, you know, they've already got that relationship, which is good. Um, and also just, you know, add another layer layer to this story. Obviously, Farker, former Norwich manager. So, you know, that's obviously, you know, one up to the Norwich fans. And they'll be very pleased that uh, Leeds um, did over the Ipswich, especially at Portman Road. So, you know, there's always that, that narrative to, to behold. I do have a question from one of the... Um, mm one of the fans actually on, on this particular game or just about Leeds in general. Mm. So wanted to get your view, Joe, obviously on, we've talked about Willie Notto for a, 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 quite a lot of time, but mm. what's your, what's your view? And obviously he'd signed a five year contract when he signed with Leeds, right? When in mm. the pre- obviously got relegated, um, you know, there was no release. It seems that there was no relegation clause in his contract. You know, what What is your overall view on how he's kind of, you know, how he's behaved, but also, can you make a case for the way he's behaved? If he's, you know, seeing and seeing an opportunity to go get back in the prem, you know, what's your overall view on that situation? Essentially, is it is it bad for the club for stopping that move? Should they have cashed in, or do you think it's uh, good for the club for standing firm and being, and and potentially risking an unhappy player? What's what's your view on that? I think it. Uh, yes, yeah, good question because I think there's so many different
0: elements to it. it. Would like it. It would. It would flavor your answer. I think ultimately the co- the contract works both ways. When you get given the the five year deal at X amount for X amount of time, well, five years. You've just told me the X amount of time. Yeah. Um, they both both parties there, both player and club, understand that there isn't a relegation release clause or, or some sort of like trigger for if we if this happens you can leave in the same way presumably that his wage hasn't been reduced by being relegated because normally they would go hand in hand you'd have a relegation release clause with a like basically a salary reduction for not playing in the division above presumably he has not got the latter at, because the club hasn't put the former in and i i think there needs to be do i agree with like, like players behaving like that in general no i don't know i don't think there's ever a case to be like oh well i can just sit out for a bit because i really want to leave and the club can't hamstring me blah 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 if tomorrow willion Nonto breaks his leg and can't play all season he will still be contracted to Leeds united they 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 can't turn around and say well actually you've contributed naff to to our season so do one, I'm afraid. And next year, you, you will also reduce your wage because you, you took no part in us getting promoted, hopefully, or whatever it may be. And I think it, it can't... I'm, and what I really don't want to see is football, the Football League, or whatever, we're talking about soccer, going down the route of American football where you've got these players sitting out for more money or sitting out to force for a trade. It bores me to tears. Like you're, yeah. you're, it's a privilege to play professional sport. And, you, you know, when we're talking about different bits of money, they get as well. It's, it's all silly money to, to, to like the average man and woman. So shut up, basically. I don't yeah. really care whether you don't want to play for Leeds or you want to go somewhere else. Well, okay, fine. Work it out then, like a grown up, like an adult. And I think if, if a player approaches it with that approach, I, I can't see why a club wouldn't also approach it that way and say yeah okay, here's this player that has made it abundantly clear he's not going to be very happy here. What do I not want to happen disrupt the dressing room. So let's yeah. try and let's try and let's try and manage this exit in a sensible way And it, I, I don't believe anyone in that in that scenario is, sh- is actively stupid. I don't think anyone there is deliberately hamstringing themselves. I think it's just a it's a real lack of professionalism. And, and I think it's probably yeah. bad advice because I think, you know, lots of these players are young, up and coming, probably told they're the next best thing, then the next Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't necessarily blame them in, in isolation for, for feeling that way. But it's just, it, it, yeah, it, it's a... I'll try and use that word again, but correctly this time. It's a maelstrom of uh, of of negativity that, that breeds more negativity. I think if we all... If- we all. I'm not there. I'm not nonto's agent. But if if we, I'm going to continue to use it. If we're all there in the room, I think everyone just needs to take a step back and go, okay, what's well, actually best for everyone here? Because yeah. we're all, we're all actually going to do well out of this, regardless of whether this guy stays or not.
1: So there yeah, you go. No. there's my long rant. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 a really good point of view. I suppose the devil's advocate to it is that you know a. Football, I know it is a privilege to play professional football and get paid that amount of money absolutely but a, a footballer's career is you know notoriously quite short it's probably what 10, 10 15 years maximum so you know if they see an opportunity to you know be at the highest level and get more money then you can definitely see it from the player's point of view but I agree it needs to be done in an amicable, amic, amicable way between the club and the player and it seems that you know I don't think I don't mean the club are you know escaping any, you know, that I don't think they're um what's the word i what's the phrase I'm looking at? I don't think they're um they can hide away. They're probably a little bit to blame as well. I think they they're they they can not hide away from it. They've probably acted unprofessionally and probably told Willie Notto that, you know, they have a bid there or they have an opportunity there, which you know can put can put faults in a player's head and get them, you know, can turn their head. So I don't think you know it's all Willie Notto's flup fault. But I think there is, you know, they have to do it in an amicable way. Like the stuff that's happening with, with it, Mateus Nunes from Wolves right now, mm. trying to force him to move to City for 60 million. Again, there's a way to do it. Just mm. don't, you know. And there's only one thing that's going to happen. It's just going to ruin your reputation. If it doesn't happen, then, you know, you're going back to a club where the fans are going to, you know, fans are not stupid. They will understand the situation, what's going on, and they will turn, they'll turn against you. So it's about doing an amicable way of exiting the club. But like look at what happened with Declan Rice. You know, it was clear that he wanted to go from West Ham this season, but he did it, and he wasn't forcing a move. He was happy just to wait until the club could get a suitable price for him, and he wanted to do it by the club. He knew he wanted to go to a next level, but he did it, I think, in a very professional way. And I think that's probably the way that probably most footballers should approach it. Yep, say that you're not happy and you want to move on. Do it in behind closed doors, but don't actively put it give it all against you uh, make it all about about you because that's only going to end up one way and that is your reputation in tatters essentially that's my view on it anyway
0: yeah that's fair enough i'd caveat my uh my
1: my my slamming of
0: Willie um with the <laughs> wait, fact wait, that wait. he is he is only 19 so may, maybe in the fullness of time he will uh he'll see the error of his ways but um yeah yeah he seems genuinely quite upset with how it's all panned out as well so maybe we can put this one down to bad advice rather than yeah is a massive tosser but i don't know (laughs) maybe you will be maybe you'll be like this forever but yeah
1: yeah absolutely moving on moving on to Huddersfield Norwich Joe talk to Mm. me yeah banger um banger indeed Norwich
0: for Huddersfield nil um we've got Pretty much complete control from from Norwich all game, um, which is not necessarily unsurprising. I mean, we we were all quite high on Norwich this year. We were all fairly low on Huddersfield. Um, well-distributed goals throughout the game as well to keep Huddersfield down. So you've got sort of an 11th minute opener from Josh Sargent, who subsequently got injured, though, as part yeah. of that goal. And they reckon he'll be out for quite a while. So that's that's a concern. We'll return to that. Um Ashley Barnes sticks away a penalty in the 17th minute. Norwich go in 2-0 up at half time. And then the killer, Jonathan Rowe, scores in the 48th minute, straight after half time. 3-0. It's pretty much game over from there. What proceeds is a succession of substitutes. Adam Eda Ida gets his 84th minute goal to make it four, but it's game over from, from Rowe's goal, really five goals in five games as well. to start the season from Rowe. So that's a, that's a great return from a player. Yeah. Typically consider an attacker rather than a, uh, rather than an out and out center forward, out and out striker. But um, yeah, I think the key for me from, from the game would be, well, all 10 subs used, obviously. But no, Josh Sargent going down injured and looking like he'll be up for a while. Um, Wagner doesn't seem to be indicating that they'll get a replacement in and they'll trust what they've got which I'm not sure if I believe him. I don't know if he just doesn't want to be bent over a barrel when he tries to go and buy another striker from someone in the last couple of days of the window but hey bring on Edo scores straight away so can maybe he is maybe he isn't lying maybe uh maybe we'll stick with the stick with the squad he's got
1: Yeah, I I, I agree wholeheartedly with that analysis, really. I've I've been really impressed with Jonathan Rowe. I think he seems like, I think he was pretty highly rated last season. I think this is his season, it seems to, you know, really step up and and be that key focal point and that key contributor, whether that be in assists and and goals this season. Um, And, you know, I know we both quite fancied Norwich this season, but even they've, you know, I think they would be, absolutely over the moon with their start so far. Obviously 10 points from 12. You can't really knock that plus seven goal difference. You know, they've got the best goal difference in the league by far. Um yeah, seems to be Wagner's cooking up a storm in 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 uh, in Norwich in Norfolk. So yeah, it's it's good to see. Obviously I, you know, as a you know resident Ipswich fan, it pains me to see Norwich do well. Um <laughs> but but you can't knock the 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 business you know bringing in you know what, you know, there's an element that you can bring in some exciting youngsters, and that's always a roll of the dice. But I think their business has been very, very sensible. Shane Duffy coming in from Brighton. That's a brilliant. Oh, is it was a Celtic? might have been Celtic actually mm. now. That's a you know, experience in abundance, right? Great signing, knows the league, you know, probably could play still in some lower league, you know, lower, lower prem division team. Ashley Barnes, he knows the league inside out. Like that's just great experience and great know-how and I think good business generally and sometimes you know you need them you sometimes need not just the quickest players you need a smart player right and I think Barnes is a very smart smart you know attacker he knows the league inside out and that will you know do him well the Josh Sargent one yeah it's it's a shame I I think this season was I think he was going to show you know what he's made of and let's hope the injury is not as You know, bad as first feared, Hmm. but you know, I think you know Norwich is certainly cooking up something, and I think they'll they'll have something to say this season. Certainly, yeah, agreed, agreed. Very very quietly impressed with their uh, their start. Agreed, hundred percent. And yeah, they've they've done it kind of a little bit under the radar, and I think that Hmm. sometimes works in their favour. I think sometimes when you're like really fancied, and I suppose you know, give kudos to Leicester; they are living up to the billing. You know, they are you know. Twelve points and twelve perfect start, can't knock it at all. You know they're not being convincing, but they're living up to the hype. Whereas you've got, you know, teams like Leeds, you know, teams like Middlesbrough that are incredibly fancied, but they seem to be, you know, struggling. So it's it's sometimes you need to be a bit underrated, like Birmingham. Ha- Birmingham are cooking; they're doing great, like ten points and four games. It's great to see, and but again, they don't necessarily have the pressure like a Leicester or a Southampton or a Leeds would have, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah, it does. And Bristol City is still just still the sleeper sleepers for the for the league title, obviously. Just a, a steady start, five points from four, and uh, soon to be shooting up the league. So rest of the championship, w-
1: watch out. The surprise package is is on its way. Exactly. So just to finish off the championship, <laughs> we'll go through the top six in the relegation zone right now. So Leicester top with 12 points, um Norwich, Birmingham, and Southampton make up the top four with 10 points. Um, great to see Birmingham doing great. You know, we 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 did really like their transfer business, and it seems to you know, you know, seems to be working out really well for them at the moment. And then Preston and Ipswich, you know, making up the top six. So you know, it's crazy. I know it's early in the season, but even one loss for Ipswich, they were top of the league and now down to sixth in one game, which is you know, mad to think. And then you know, unfortunately, Middlesbrough twenty second. Didn't think I'd be saying that after a few mm. games of season. That is. That is worrying, right? And, and you know, the West Brom game, losing 4-2, that was, you know, that was, a, that was a definite shot in the arm. And I think Carrick, I saw the highlights and Carrick was kind of being, mm-hmm. saying, I've seen some really good stuff, but you have yeah, got to be worried for him a little bit. You know, it's not the ideal start at all. And Huddersfield mm-hmm. with, you know, one point in 23rd and then proper at the table. And unfortunately, um, I think you said, didn't you say him? bottom in your yeah uh, i had in your predictions, i had them, I had them second bottom I had them second bottom
0: i uh yeah
1: I, I for wednesday yeah zero points yeah it's it's a shame but you know five games in the season or four games into the season sorry and there's, there's still plenty to come and like we said the table doesn't really form until you know 10 15 games in so let's let's uh let's just see what happens okay yeah. well, let's wrap let's rattle into joe's favorite league uh, yep. In the history of mankind, League One, and let me kick off with um, a game that um, obviously I'm not too happy about the result. Um, Exeter City two, Reading one. <laughs> um, the <laughs> the battering of uh, you know Gary Caldwell, isn't it? Um, that I've been given him for in the predictions um he's definitely putting egg on my face right now extra have <laughs> made an excellent start to the season um you know they're second in the league 10 points from five games and they're absolutely flying um very interesting i didn't fancy them at all i th- i thought they were they they were struggling when i saw them last season against ipswich you know when ipswich got promoted the game they got promoted like spattered them 6-0 when I thought well Exeter don't really have much about them so didn't really fancy them this season but as as always um proving me wrong um so starts with uh Ameson getting a goal on the 34th minute for Exeter and then Harvey Nibs who I you know was quite I thought that was a good bit of business and Reading getting Harvey Nibs from from Cambridge getting one in 45 plus three and then the ultimate sucker punch um you know reese cole getting a 93rd minute winner for x2 and it's sometimes the best ways to win isn't it like it's on the knife edge for most of the game mean, mm. a 93rd minute winner will send the home fans very very happy um 8 000 pretty much at the stadium which you know i think that's pretty good pretty good for them um but you know reading a Reading aren't doing as well as I thought they would to start with. Of you know, five points in five games is not really, uh, you know, bringing up trees, is it? That's, is that the word I'm looking for? The phrase I'm looking for? Placking yeah, yeah, tre-
0: tearing up trees. Tearing I, up I like, trees. I like bringing up trees. It trees. sounds like sort
1: of in control of the roots of the tree. But
0: yeah, no, you're you bang on. You had them coming top as well. Reading, you were. I, did, I did. sky <laughs> high on Reading.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I was a little bit. surprised surprised uh but uh i didn't even know they signed tom carroll extra um in the midfield that's uh really? that's a good bit of business got 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 an assist so you know can't be can't be a that's not too shabby at all um looking at the stats they had more of the ball extra. um 20 shots on goal you know better xg than than reading so you know all the all the stats kind of indicate that they actually deserve to win this game so that's you know kudos to them obviously they you know they've clearly had a really good start to the season. I don't think many many of them would have fancied them getting 10 points out of the first five games. And their um their, their pre-season was certainly a lot to be desired. Um so I think even the 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 diehard extra fan probably wasn't predicting that in, in the start of the season. And joint best goal difference in the league as well, which is mad, mad to think as well. So, you know, kudos to Exeter, really good start to the season. Long may it continue. Well, for me anyway, I don't want it to continue, but you know, let's let's see what happens. What about you, Joe?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't. Know, yeah, I wouldn't be very confident of it continuing. To be fair, I think this goes back to us saying how the, you know, it's still very early doors in the full forty six uh, game season. Because, yeah, I look at the fixtures so far, and actually, Exeter. this for me is the first really surprising result for both Exeter and Reading, really. Like, Exeter so far have won the games they should have won against Carlisle and Wickham, and they've lost the games they should have lost against Portsmouth and got got a good draw at home against Blackpool. But it's a long way to go if you're Blackpool. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think... They're 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 doing fine, but I think yeah, in maybe in the ten games time, they won't be they won't be, still be second. And I think same really goes for Reading. I think to lose two one to a last minute winners, yeah, is a gut punch. But let's say let's say they should have got a point from this game. They have then subsequently really just just won the games they should have done against Stevenage and Cheltenham, um, and lost the games they shouldn't against Peterborough, who sort of are an established top end League One side at the moment, and and Port Vale who at home, a very good side, um, particularly yeah. early on in the season when they've had very little churn over the summer. They're, for all intents and purposes, similar team as last year. So, yeah, it's an interesting result. And by all means, I don't think Reading are going to love it. But equally, I wouldn't throw all the toys out of the pram at this moment in time. I think yeah, I think they're still much more likely to come top than Exeter are, regardless of where they currently sit in, a, in the table at
1: the moment. Yeah, agreed. You know, I think uh, I, th- I think it might just take a bit of time. They've definitely invested quite a bit, and you know, Ruben Sellers is no mug, right? So I'm sure he'll uh, he'll get firing very very soon. I think they've got the they've definitely got the uh, uh, the the ingredients to and and the players. I think to certainly mount a challenge. They you know they've got good strength and depth, and I think they've got some uh, you know they've got some good 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 players to to come on make impacts in the game. So. So, you know, don't count them out just yet. Um, but you know, we'll have to see how it cracks on. But you know, I'll give I'll give X to their kudos. That's that's an excellent result for them, and I think that will, you know, give them a lot of confidence. And I think you know, ten points and five games. That's that's an excellent return to start with. But speaking of um, getting yourself off the mark in a very very good way, mm. let's talk about your beloved Leighton
0: Ori and Joe. Thank you. That's a great link as well, because we weren't talking about that at all. But we are now. We are now. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, about, um, Yeah. game of many firsts, really, for this season. Orient's first three points. Uh, first goal for, for Orient in, in Shakai Ford, who opened the scoring and in 29th minute. 1-0, going to half-time, 1-0 up. Um, come out the second half, 15 minutes of back and forth. And then Theo... Valentine, Archibald, Valentine's his middle name. Pops up, splits defense splitting ball through from Tom James. There's Theo, taps it in, 2-0. We we romp home easy. Olay football. It's like watching Brazil for half an hour. Um and yeah, then just consider League One. Well, they were at the time, top of the table in League One, um, put in the back pocket, sent home back to Back to Cambridge here with tails firmly between legs. Um, It's a good game. It was a good game to watch. It's one of those games where everything that you can see trying to happen in the first four games of the season, but not quite working, all coming off at once. And do I think we will play that well every game? No, I do not. Because I think every player had the best game of their season to date by a country mile. But will I enjoy it when it does happen? Yes, I will. Um, never in doubt, never in doubt on Saturday, and um, and it's great. It's a great feeling to not be in the relegation zone, regardless of how uh, how early on in the season it it may be. Um, big shout out to well, always big shout out to Richie Wellens, my hero. But um, yeah, big shout out for for realizing today that the team he wants to play a certain way, he wants to play football, blah, blah blah. But realizing that actually, with the injury situation as it is and the players that he has at his disposal at the moment, needed to have a little bit of a reshuffle. And he, well, he had more than a bit of a reshuffle. He had a massive reshuffle. Um, new players in all over the gaff, but very clearly working. And um, it's nice when you see your team purring and dispatching uh, uh, a hefty away attendance as well, a hefty away showing um, yeah. with a plum. So. Really pleased was pointed out to me the other, the other day as well that I think that the average age of our first eleven on Saturday was like twenty three, which wow. was astoundingly low. Yeah, I I did not realize that we that we were investing in so much youth. Um, well, investing in their futures anyway. I don't think a lot of them are ours. I think we're probably accruing a few loan signings in there. But yeah, I I, I like I like the I like the outlook for for those players and also Orient if we keep on. Uh, if we can turn in performances like that all year, then we'll be we'll be safe as houses come come the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I I, I completely agree with you with your sentiment. It you know looking at the starting lineup and looking at the ratings that I've got in front of me, it literally looks it is a sea of green on the mm. uh on the Latin Orient side, and it shows that definitely you know they stood up and it was certainly that by far their best performance as a collective team all season, and uh, it's the exact type of result I think you know from a team that absolutely started like a train in cambridge mm. getting that result at home will do you the world of good um bit disappointed you only use three subs you know make yeah. sure get get richie on the phone and uh you know make that rotation a bit more yeah uh, all, all week as well all coming after like the 80th
0: minute so he clearly wasn't committed to uh to, yeah, to the substitute statistic which is poor you're exactly right i will let him know
1: nice um and pretty much in every stat you over you know over power cambridge 68% possession 2.07 xg 16 shot three big chances two goals you know it, it's all showing like you said you know everything that you kind of wanted to do and and you were trying was probably paying off in that game and it's mm. you know i think it's one of them results that you need, needed just to kind of get yourself in that in the league and understand mm. what it takes to win in the league and i think yeah. you can kind of adapt and and see how you get going but no that you know on I was you know I'm not gonna lie I was pretty surprised at the result I didn't I, I thought it probably would have been a draw and that would have been you know on the form books I think a draw would have been a good result for you but keep a clean sheet two goals and really nice times to get the goals as well 29th minute midway through the first half mm. and similarly like similar time in the second half I think at 2-0 the game's over and I think you could uh you, you know, you can push over for the third or you can you kind of shut up shop a little bit but, you know, good, good for the fans I'm glad for you and, uh, you know hopefully it it gives you less of a <laughs> gives you less uh, anxiety moving forward in the season. Exactly, the first of many, hopefully <laughs> It shows you though
0: how important it is to have your first choice keeper because the yeah. second game of the season, obviously first choice keeper goes down a bit concerned that he might be out for a longer time the second choice comes in and Sam Howes is a perfectly acceptable goalkeeper, but it, it it runs throughout the whole team. Then not having that guy that you've trained with all preseason, you're sort of you're, you're you're ready. You you know how he plays football. You know how you're going to receive it from his distribution, from his goal kicks, from his throws. All of a sudden, that goes out the window, and that 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 runs all through the team. And and there's a bit of hesitancy. You can't really play your football. Bring that first choice back in and. And well, yeah, and, and we're giving Barcelona lessons, so yeah, long may it continue. Long may Sol Brin's hand or wrist or whatever it was uh, remain unbroken, and uh, up the league will will fly.
1: I have no doubt. Here, here is couldn't be more apt in this situation. So <laughs> let's uh, let's move on for now. Let's love. move on. You're going to be talking next
0: about Oxford United versus Charlton, though
1: yes i am the the game that whetted your appetite last mm. week um and the oxford train just keeps on running and the team mm. that we fancied or i certainly fancied at the start of the season and i think with my dark horse or my one to watch essentially mm. uh, are cooking they're cooking something and they're cooking it good um really like really like their starting 11 i think they've kind of kept the same starting 11 yeah, you know, Rodriguez, I thought, you know, was an excellent signing for uh for from the season, gets a nice assist. And Tyler Goodrum, two goals, you know, ten and 85th 8, 8 minute, good times to get goals with an Alfie May sandwiched in between that for Charlton. Again, who's again made a quite a good start to his Charlton career. I think two goals in the first few games, which is good. But I think that'll be a very decent result, you know, Charlton are a half decent quite a decent side boxford you know they've started like a train and i'm really really happy for them. and it's good that you know they've you know they had a dodgy start to the season um lost in the institution derby to cambridge but three wins on the spin um against you know who they should be being two one away win to derby is excellent and beating barnsley three one mm. and then get the Cheltenham win that's some big teams are scalping here and i think that is a good indication for them for the season and let's hope it keeps going um you know, I, I like I like. Is it Cameron Brannigan? I think that's his name, yeah. isn't it? Yeah I, yeah, I like him. He's a he's a very good player at this league, certainly. Um, but it's good that they're distributing the goals throughout the team, not just up front. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing, Joe. What about you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I I have to say hats off to you. You called that
0: one very early doors. I I I didn't see Oxford being the 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 runaway steam train that they have been so far this year, but. Yeah, you, you got your crystal ball out and, and saw it happening. Um they've had a rough start to the year. Exactly. They have, just, they have overcome every hurdle bar bar one. Um and Charlton have had quite quite a reasonable start to the year and have not overcome any hurdles yeah. bar one. Their their only win, their opening day victory over uh, over Orient, but we'll 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 forget that. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, these two seasons seem to be being flipped completely on their heads from from my perspective. And anyway, not from yours, you, as we've established, you you saw this coming. League One aficionado, um, yeah, nothing to add. I I I, I like it. I like. I, it'd be interesting to see what happens to Oxford when we get into those cold winter months and people start dropping like flies from injury. Um, yeah, because it would appear that they. would I mean, from looking at their bench, it's not that deep, to be honest. Um, when they bring on subs, they don't. It tends to be like for like, and it tends yeah. to just be the the second choice in that position. They're not a big fan of uh, changing a uh, formation or changing tactic. Then why would you when you're winning? But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting if they get a couple of key injuries to. Well, they've already had one, to be fair, with with Rodriguez coming in. But you know, let's say he goes out. Let's say Goodrum. Brannigan, like you've identified, even let's say one of the centre backs, Stefan Negri, let's say he falls over and and doesn't get back up, then what do they do? But hey, live the high life until then, top of the league, two points clear, a heady two points clear. We all know extra are going to drop off because Caldwell can't manage, so they've basically got the automatic spot secured for now, wrapped up.
1: Liam Manning, the blonde hair Adonis, um, working his match there. I love it. Um, I, I've got to say, I, they I think they made a good signing actually in Greg Lee coming from Ipswich. I think it's on a permanent now actually, and I think that's a really good signing for for them and gives them good cover in the fullback area. He's an mm-hmm. absolute unit, by the way. He's just he's a big man but he's very good I've always kind of rated him so I think for League One that's a that's a very good coup for a team like Oxford so it's uh you know it's interesting but yeah I'll, g- I'll give a shout out to Alfie May he's um started off well um at Cheltenham I think that was a good signing for him from Cheltenham and uh you know if he if he can start for keep firing and I'm I'm sure Charlton will be all right I don't think they'll be in a relegation scrap by any stretch of the imagination but no let's let's keep it cooking Oxford and let's keep uh Let's keep my shout of uh, one to watch uh, very much alight.
0: Yeah, fair play. You've, um, yeah, you're doing very well.
1: And let's keep on losing (laughs) Bristol Rovers
0: to keep my shout alive as well. Well done. They've got zero (laughs) points in their last two games. So they're also
1: uh, going in the right direction. Exactly, love it. Um, so we'll, we'll just sum up the league one table. Mm. Um, so we'll go from first to sixth. So, Oxford, obviously, top of the league, four straight wins. Um, and that shows good, in it? Like from losing your first game but going four straight wins, that's that's kudos to them. Um, X to second, as we've alluded to. Um, Joint best goal difference in the league so far, which is mad. We have Bolton third with ten points, which is quite a good Lincoln. You know they've they've been, mm-hmm. they've been cooking. They've they've gone under the radar. Same as Stevenage. You know, I've been really impressed of how they've gone up to League One and getting ten points out of a, uh, um, you know, ten points out of the first four games. And I think you're playing them next, aren't you, Stevenage? We are indeed. It'd be a clash. Oh, They're please, on the slide. We've just
0: started winning.
1: Yeah, but yeah, and then, it'd be a good game. Uh, actually. Yeah, I think so too. And Port Vale um, occupying one of the last playoff spots. Um, so yeah, that seems seems a good start. Funny enough, though, Port Vale Port Vale have got ten points right, but they've got minus four goal difference because mm. they lost. Was it that team that lost seven nil to? Yep, seven they, nil to. Opening day battering, and they uh, They've they've
0: scored five and only let in two in their 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 next four games. So clearly it shook them up in the right way. And Barnsley haven't been able to buy a win afterwards. So I know, yeah, it's
1: so true. Made them too complacent. Exactly. And then the bottom four, we have Carlisle with two points again. Wasn't surprised. Burton, bit surprised about them. I was mm. uh, quite on Burton. I was quite happy with their business. And then Fleetwood, which. Again, quite surprising. We we fancied them in the mid table shuffle. And I think Cheltenham we kind of said would be there or thereabouts, but they're propping up the table. Um they're propping up the table in uh twenty-fourth. And and nice to see Wigan actually back in uh positive uh positive points now and outside the relegation zone after only five games. That's good to see to be totally honest. Yeah, overcome that deficit early
0: doors. Good for my predictions as well, because I had them yes. uh I had them flying up the up the table quite quickly. So exactly. yeah, long may that continue. I need something to go right. This is this league is it may well be my favorite, but it's proven quite the mug of me so far this
1: year. So <laughs> yeah, we need to take all the wins we can get. Here, here indeed. Um, well, let's move on to league two. And actually, this is provides a good segue to one of our uh questions um from the fans this mm. week. So um Massive win for Cole u Where did that come from? Talk to me, Joe. Where did it come from? That is a see
0: that that link definitely worked, Andy. More <laughs> more more of the same. More of those. Um yes. So Gillingham Nil, Colchester three is what we're looking at. If this were the football classifieds, the voice would go very high after Colchester. Um nil-nil, first half. Um, not a lot going on. A couple of yellow cards for time wasting in the first half, which I thought was very odd. Like, not late on either, just sort of middle way through the game. So, I guess it's that whole directive that you can't take too long on a throw, otherwise, you get booked for time wasting. But I don't, uh, I'm not sure I love that if we're going to be getting out after 33 minutes. Um, but I digress. Second half, that's when it all kicked off. 64th minute, Kelleher bags one. Seventy seventh minute, Samson Tavide bags one, and then eighty second minute, Bradley. Ooh, let's give this a go. I don't know, Bradley again. That. Oh, that, that's getting, good. Though. I reckon. Hopefully, yeah, I might have butchered it. It might. It might not be that. But again, Bradley or Bradley's friends get in touch uh, if I've if I've made a mockery of your friend's last name. Three um, 0 Wrapped it up. They see out the last ten minutes of the game and the nine minutes of added time. Um and and yeah, romp home to a 3 0 victory. Um weird one because Gillingham were on fire this year. And yeah. and more than that, really weren't letting in goals. They they just were not conceding. They were rock solid, particularly at home. And they have just turned up and been turned over by a Colchester team that I actually think Colchester aren't aren't, aren't as bad as their form would have you believed this year? I think they'll they'll be very comfortably mid-table, if not, maybe making an outside run for the playoffs if if things go right for them. But um, it calls re- reg- Yeah, but re- Regardless of that, I did not think they would they would win this game, and I didn't think they'd win it so comprehensively as well. Um. So yeah, fair play, and not fair play to Ethan Coleman getting himself sent off in the eighty-sixth minute because that is. That's dopey behaviour. Three nil down with four minutes left of regular time, and and you you throw in a ridiculous challenge and get yourself sent off. Why is that? It's because you're a clown, and that's 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 why I never made it at Orient. You know, we we don't tolerate that sort of behaviour. Um, well, as you know, we pro- it, I, we probably tolerated that behaviour far too much in the past. Um, but yeah, we've learnt our lesson. Um, so Ethan, cut that out because I've made a quite a robust case for you amongst many of my friends to say that actually you will be a good player but you won't be with 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 rubbish like that um and the fact he was only on the pitch for 18 minutes well he he came on on he came on on 70 and he and he went off on 85 so yeah top work mate um
1: (laughs) so true yeah um also good to see for colchester that Eon vanen what which you said obviously he yeah. came on as a sub it's good to see that you know bringing on players and they're making you know making good contributions kelleher coming in at half time clearly you know Ben you know, thought there was some tweaks to be made and it shows good management good good game management as well and good to see you know it's always nice when you see substitutes making making good contributions to the team Agreed. To be fair, I think Nico
0: Lawrence was injured, so I yeah. think he, he sort of <laughs> we're giving Ben Garner maybe a bit too much praise there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yes, but then yeah, in, in hindsight, yeah, he'll definitely claim that that was purely tactical. Uh, the the injury was only light; it was a precautionary move, and he knew that uh, Keller could uh could do the business. He knew that he had a goal in him from from CDM. So yeah, get him on. Yeah,
1: completely agree. That's that's uh.
0: Colchester, no. another one with a really young team this year. Yeah. 22 years was their average age of their starting 11, which is mind boggling. Um, such a, such a, such a young team. To, like, I think it goes, it, it's sort of, a, whenever I'm talking about this sort of thing, like my mind always skews towards, oh, you know, average age, probably about 24. I think the average age of a title winning side is 29 years old. Yeah. Um, so to have anything around the early 20s is, is, you're doing really well to stay in the division, let alone turn over top of the league 3-0. So yeah. Good maybe, maybe this season's bright, but the future's brighter for Colchester United.
1: Yeah. So if 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 you can do well with, you know, a very, very young team, that does, you know, lend itself for you for your future, you know, three or four years' time, you'll still have a majority of the players there. You'll build a team, you'll build a dynamic, and they'll get used to playing with each other. And that can only be good. And and let's just hope this, you know, as a as a resident Essex guy myself, you know let's hope this actually is the start of their season. Essentially, you know sometimes mm. you just need one win to get you at the races and and get you up there. Then let's hope this result is. But it was certainly a result we weren't expecting. And the way Gillingham started, they you know certainly were were uh, tummy tickling everyone um, at the moment. But it was interesting that they fully got their tummies tickled from uh, Colchester this 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 game, Joe. They did. They didn't tickle them. They had their
0: tummies punched by Colchester. They <laughs> battered them.
1: Just turned absolutely. them over
0: and was like, right, let me have a go at that. Just throwing haymakers left, right and centre.
1: Yeah. Um, three big chances for Colchester, three goals. Three. It's things I absolutely love to see. That is, that's
0: true. That's right up your street. Um, exactly. and, and I'll tell you what, 10 subs as well. So actually, this game did have it all. Red cards, the full complement of substitutions, an enormous amount of added time. An upset, and the requisite amount of of like shots to goals ratio. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, League Two serving up the uh, serving up the goods.
1: i have really enjoying League Two this season so far. There's mm-hmm. lots of different elements to it this year, and I think it's uh, it's going to be a very underrated league this year. I think.
0: I agree with that massively. You know, I I agree with that massively, and I think actually Wrexham. Are, they're the example people always point to. To go, oh, you know, if you'd have turned up to all five of their games this year, you would have seen twenty-eight goals. Yeah, you would have. But if you'd have turned up to Newport's five games, you would have seen twenty. And if you'd have turned up to MK Don's five games, you would have seen another twenty. Like there, are, yeah. the, if you'd have turned up to Cruz's five games, you would have seen nineteen goals. So I mean, there's yeah, there's some absolutely rip-roaring games to be had in uh, in League Two this year. And uh, yeah, may, maybe it'll take the crown off of League One for my favourite division. Who knows? Maybe maybe I'll be tempted over by the jeopardy of relegation to the national league from the relative safety of uh, of relegation to league two from league one. We shall see. Yeah. Any more of this, anyway, and uh, and yeah, it, that may well be the case. What else we got on deck then, Andy? What, what's what's our
1: second league two game of the week to discuss? Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about Notts County versus Tranmere Rovers. Um, from a relatively shaky start for Notts County, they've you know. It's actually nice to see that you know it's not always Wrexham doing the headlines because they were obviously a quite fancy team from the uh from the from the National League this last year, got loads of points, but they've settled to life in League Two like like a uh, duck to water. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done really well and uh, a really good result for them on Saturday. Um, not County two, Tranmere one. Um, again, the cheat code that is David McGoldrick setting them off on the twelfth minute. Um, and then a you know good good time to score, start the game, you know set yourself in there, and then uh, Connell Rollinson, sixty fifth minute, you know that's another good time to score, kind of you know gives Tranmere a mountain to climb, and then and then Hawks gets a uh, consolation goal in the eighty eighth minute um, for Tranmere to make it slightly squeaky bum time, but I think in general it was a pretty uh, pretty comfortable afternoon for. Uh, for, for Notts County at Meadow Lane. And, um, yeah, 10,000 there. You know, great attendance. You know, Meadow Lane's a great stadium, right, in Notts County. Aren't they, like, the oldest football gl- league club in England? Is that correct? Um, they're one of the oldest, certainly. It mm-hmm. might be a stat that you can pluck out of thin air, but I believe they are. No, that 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 works for me. Um And, yeah, again, I bossed it in terms of stats. 60 event possession, 2.68 XG, 17 shots, five big chances, two goals. So, you know, it's not 100% conversion rate, but it shows that, you know, the attacking intent is there. And, you know, when you've got, you know, when you've got David McGoldrick and McCauley Langstaff up front, that's, a, that's certainly a formidable partnership and something that, you know, will hopefully... um uh create lots of opportunities lots of goals and lots of contributions so you know really good result for for Knox County um you know from from the start they had being humbled by Sutton on the first game of the season um it's it's great to it's great to see him you know going a bit of a run and and uh you know fourth in the league that they would have taken that certainly after the first five games um anything else new Joe about this game yeah well I, I think
0: you bang on there. After that first game, Sutton haven't managed a point after. I know. Not counting, you haven't lost. So again, goes to show whatever happens on the ending day of the season, your season goes the opposite way. So you better lose ten nil, and then and then you'll win the league. Um, interesting game, interesting result. Maybe not necessarily too unexpected. Even more interesting is I think both of these teams have some really challenging games coming up. Tranmere sitting pretty precariously near the bottom of the table. It doesn't get much easier for them. They've got Wrexham on the way who, regardless of where they are in the table, is still a good side. Um, yeah. And the same Notts County sitting in fourth. Well, the next two games are third and first. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll really see where they uh, whether they have the minerals to stay up in the uh, automatic <laughs> promotion challenging spots or whether they will sort of slide a bit into, into mid-table obscurity. But Yes, yeah, it's a great start. It's a great start from from them, and I, I'm quite annoyed that the David McGoldrick signing is is working so well because obviously, yeah, again, very vocally against that, but yeah. yeah, that's that's paying off, paying dividends for them at the moment. Who'd have thought that a player that got bags of girls in League One could also do it the next year in League Two? Um, what idiot would think that he wouldn't be able to?
1: Um, <laughs> so true, yeah. It's um it's hard yeah, like they... to agree that that quickly. So true. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's just it's just uh it I know you were so against that McCombic signing. So mm. it, it it does fill me with a little bit of joy that he's actually doing that. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, not
0: gonna lie. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I was so adamant against your like sort of bottom, particularly the bottom seven or eight teams of your League Two as well and actually so far it's shaping up very similarly to what you had predicted so again a little bit nervous if some of those teams could start winning that'd be great uh Tranmere and Sutton and Colchester i think we 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 both got doncaster wrong so they can continue to lose i don't really care but and stockport actually i mean what the hell is going on there <laughs> oh, uh, no like well, come on I, I know i'm a bit of a jinx but i can't be that bad uh, four points in their first five games they got unbelievable side but
1: I know yes yeah, I don't know it's, it's surprising I suppose you alluded to Don uh Doncaster Rovers or Donny 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 donny, donny, donny <laughs> um we had a we had a question from one of the mm. all saying yeah what literally is going on at Donny um honestly utter shambles that's mm. the uh that's that's my assessment of them that minus eight goal difference one point out of five games um they had a tough they had a tough game to be fair against you know top of the league mk dons this game and, and only lost 2-1 but again it's just some of, some of the results they've had have just been shambolic and for a team like doncaster that have you know been pushing in not in not so distant past of you know championship football see him like you know, propping up the table with an awful goal difference in in in, in League 2 is is quite alarming, to be totally honest. What you what say you, Joe?
0: No, I, I agree. And actually, uh, by no means did I think they'd be the best team in the league. I really wasn't that fussed about their transfer business or even the, the, the players coming in. But uh, I, I, I can't put my finger on exactly what's going wrong. Grant McCann is a perfectly good manager at this level yeah. and their team is perfectly acceptable, I, if yeah. anything... In recent history, it's probably one of their their better squads. Like, if you look at the sort of managers there before, in I don't know, McSheffrey, Danny Schofield, they were having to make do with pretty poor teams in general and just trying to, you know, trying to make something happen. This year, that isn't the case. Um, yeah, and they're, they're just they're woeful, absolutely woeful. Um, it would appear that no one from a Doncaster Rovers perspective is is overly worried about it. Again, I know it speaks to the fact that it's only five games into the season and it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know, which is actually probably more worrying. If you're playing rubbish and losing all the time, but there was a really obvious, like, well, we've got this injury, or, yeah, but all our players are bad, then, yeah. okay, fine. Then you can sort of... You know what's happening. You not you know, you know. You're not confused. It's just real life. But having a seemingly okay squad with a seemingly okay manager and not really playing particularly
1: badly and just losing all the time is worrying. Very worrying. Even agreed. We're looking at the the MK Don's game. It looks like they actually did. You know, were over overpowering on the stats, but going 2-0 down in, in, in 33 minutes, it's just, you know, it's, it's a massive mountain to climb and they're putting themselves in positions where they're giving them so too much to do, right? So, they really need to buck up their ideas, otherwise it's going to be a long and arduous season. So, you know, fan uh, fan of the show, Nathan, posed that question and that's our that's our uh, assessment. You know, you've got a good manager, you've definitely got players there that can, you know, like Joe Ironside, decent, decent player, but, yeah, they just need to back up their ideas up and show something out the back and start with that and then build from there really. But mm. let's, swift, let's swiftly move on. And Joe, can you yeah. bookend league two with the absolute tummy tickle of a game at the, uh, the county ground, please? I can indeed. You, you've saved Doncaster from a right jinxing there. Cause I was about yeah. to say,
0: but they've definitely got enough to stay up this year. But <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully I didn't say that a eh, Doncaster Rovers fans. Um, Yes, Swindon Town, Crawley Town. Two teams that I was pretty clear at the start of the season. I thought Swindon would have a good season. I did think Crawley would have a bad season. I did not think they would have games that panned out like this. Swindon 6, Crawley 0. A reasonably tame first half with the only real action being Dan Kemp. Unbelievable signing for Swindon, by the way. Um, Grabbing a goal in the 34th minute to to send them in half-time 1-0 up. And whatever Scott Lindsay said to Crawley at halftime, he should never repeat in his life. (laughs) Within six minutes, Jake Young had two. So they're three nil down. He brings on two substitutions on the 60th minute. So he's like, you know what? Three nil down. Maybe I'll I'll try and do something a bit different. 60 seconds later, they're four nil down. And 10 minutes after that, they're five nil down. Coincidentally, all of these goals scored by Jake Young after Dan Kemp, who who got who finished with four goals on the day, which is pretty astonishing. Um, and then, as if losing 5-0 away to Swindon wasn't bad enough, Tyrese Shad, or Tyrese Shader, pops up in the 99th minute and just goes, Garbage oh, you know what, I'll have another. I'll have one more, 6-0. Um, yeah, terrifically poor performance from Crawley, but... By all intents and purposes, is a very good one from from Swindon. Um, I don't get it. I, I, I'd ex to be honest. I'd expect Crawley to lose the game because as 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 uh, well, not alluded to as openly, explicitly said. I think Crawley are terrible this year, and I think that they'll do very well to avoid relegation. But it's pathetic to 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 turn up, lose six nil and do absolutely nothing all game not even any bloody yellow cards andy not even any passion they got they got nothing they got nothing going for them um so yeah the the game for me a bit of a, a bit of a a wet lettuce of a of a game they turned up they came they they saw they they watched swindon play football and then they <laughs> and they and then they bottled it um to misquote I don't know Julius Caesar. Did he say that? I don't know. Maybe. Um, shout out Jake Young though. Like I say, four goals. Um, it' a bit of a weird one from Bradford to loan him out again this year. To be honest, I know they've got yeah. Andy Cook and um, uh, they brought in another striker this summer as well. that I was pretty keen on um from the division above, but he what he had a good season last year at Barrow. Um, I was surprised that they were so well, so receptive to letting him go again to a team much more likely to be a direct rival. I I think I I wouldn't say Swindon Town without Jake Young are a mile off Bradford anyway. So to let him go there on loan um, in a season which is really pretty make or break for Bradford going up this year um, was a bit odd. But hey, Bradford's loss is is Swindon's game, very
1: clearly. Yeah, four goals and an assist in a game. That's uh, that's an Mm. excellent bit of work and a quite... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think we'll see that many times this season. Uh, five contributions in one game, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I think like we alluded to, maybe in the uh, in one of our first episodes, Crawley Town get in your pocket, pay them fans that turned up and saw six sit and give them their money back. That's a, that's an absolute disgraceful. I, I, honestly, I was looking at the team form. Right, look at I think. I'm going to put this in your head. Mm. So the last um, the last five games, right. Peterborough 5, Swindon 2. Swindon 2, Crew 2. Forest Green 1, Swindon 2. Wrexham 5, Swindon 5. Swin- and then they played Arsenal Academy and it was 7-6 on penalties to Arsenal Academy. Mm. And then a 6 0 They are the gunslingers of League 2 Swindon two. Mm. It's Unbelievable. There's never a dull game, but my God, there's so many goals they're conceding as well, which frightens the life out of me. <laughs> I love
0: it. I love it. Hey, and Swindon up in eighth place. Yeah, um, played a game less as well, obviously because that postponed Colchester, game at the start of yeah. the year with Colchester. Yeah, so yeah, they they could be onto a winner here. And Jake Young, like I say, I've just I knew he'd scored a lot. I've just had a look. He's actually scored. I hadn't taken into account the fact he's played one less game. So actually, he's in four games this year, he's got seven goals and three assists. So I mean, he's yeah, he's absolutely on fire. Love that. Um, long may that continue. <laughs> Here yeah, they go up next? Oh, they got they got Doncaster and Sutton on deck next as well. So you're looking oh. at two games against bottom and second from bottom. Blooming next Swindon fans, you could be in for a in for it's a, a treat. treat. Yeah, get your get your away tickets for next Saturday and then pack out. Uh, oh, gone. That'll test me. What's Swindon's what Swindon's home stadium called? Oh, Ooh. I said it at the start. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: I know it's like a plain one. It's very plain. The county ground. The That's county it.
0: Ground. The county yeah, ground. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, pack that out for for Sutton. Because, um, yeah, I imagine Jake Young will, will continue to fill his boots if uh, if the start of the season is anything to go by. But... Against the League 2 Messi. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Against the League 2 Messi and his cohort of Leighton Orient Fellows. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad we went so hard on them in the f- after their first game of the season, and we didn't jump the gun. Um, yeah,
1: they've been out of trash
0: last week games, yeah.
1: not they? <laughs> they have indeed. Um, oh, yeah, but, yeah. I don't think we to get any better than that. So let's let's finalise mm-hmm. two with the table. So we have MK Dons at the, MK Dons, who I've been really impressed with this mm-hmm. season so far um with 12 points at the top and Gillingham, even though they got humbled by Colchester, um, are on um 12 points as well. But um again, it's just it, it was crazy. I think Gillingham were top of the league with four goal four games, four mm-hmm. one nils, and then three nil three nil we on Saturday mad. Um then we got accrington Stanley who I'm quite surprised with they going out. Mm-hmm. they've been going about their business quite well. Ten points, third place. And we have Notts County uh, love a good nine goals for, nine goals against, solid zero goal difference, but 10 points, love it. <laughs> um, AFC Wimbledon, again, didn't really fancy them at all, really. I wasn't really hard on them, but fifth for nine points. Then we got Newport and Mansfield, both again on nine points, propping up the playoff zone. And then, unfortunately, in the last two, bottom two uh, places, we've already alluded to them, but Sutton United on three points with... Donny 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 Rovers, um, with one point and seemingly four goals for twelve conceded. That is utterly nuts. Mm. And again, again, we're talking about League League Two being just an entertainment sesh pit. It's uh, unbelievable. Wrexham fourteen goals, fourteen against Swindon fifteen goals, eight against in four games. That is just nuts. Absolutely nuts.
0: I I love that wordplay, by the way. Absolute yeah. sesh pit. That's going <laughs> up on my wall. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that tattooed on me somewhere. Like that that was an absolute sesh pit. Like yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a huge
1: fan of that. <laughs> love it. Well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll finish our game week four review on or oh, game week five. Is it game week four? In it, it's game week four review for mm. us um, on on the pod. And um, we'll finish that there um on our on our review, and then we'll go to our predictions uh, game and see how we did this week, and we'll outline uh, next week on that. So uh, yeah, see you in a mo. back to the EFL Sesh podcast. As alluded to before, um we will be looking at our predictions for the game week four um that we that we went for me and Joe and see how we did. Um and I will be uh telling Joe the the next three games um for next week and how and we'll get you involved as well the fans. I'll put them out on the old socials and uh, you can provide your score predictions and how you think I'll get on for next week. So Joe, how do we get on this week?
0: Yes. Well, Andy, Game Week Four saw our championship pick, Cardiff versus Sheffield Wednesday. Um, neither of us did very well here. We predicted well, I predicted a two on win for Wednesday, despite thinking they'll come bottom. Work that one out me. <laughs> um, you predicted a one all, but in fact Cardiff did trounce their relegation rivals to win two one. So What's yeah, the that big... yeah, I was quite surprised by that result to be fair. But then home 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 game for Cardiff, I Maybe I shouldn't have been, but yeah, big fat nil-poir for both of us there. League one, here's where it all kicked off. Um, Oxford Charlton, as you said, was our our, our pick for the Prediction League. Um, I went for a 3-2 Charlton, so an Oxford win, but maybe a high-scoring game. You went for a 2 Oh, no, I, I said 3-2 Oxford, actually. I, I said 3-2 Oxford, yep, Um Expecting a high-scoring game, but a home win. You went for 2-1 Oxford, and you were bang on. You were bang on 2-1, three points in the bag. I take home a measly consolation point so yeah pulling ahead there and then our, our league 2 game was Wimbledon versus Forest Green I expected a bit of a goal fest with 2-1 Wimbledon you went for a a, a bore draw nil nil um it turned out to be a draw but not quite as boring as anticipated it was 1-0 so um you've actually turned the tables from last week so last week I I pulled it back to 7-0 with a 4-1 win and um you've immediately beaten me back into place. You've beaten me four-one this week, so it's eleven. <laughs> eleven plays eight going into uh, game week five.
1: Excellent. No, it's. Uh, I was pretty uh, happy with the um, with, with the the Oxford result, and I was like, yes, three points. I'm getting more into this every single week, mm. my competitive nature is certainly. <laughs> Honestly, um... I
0: can't explain the amount of like sofa school favorite notifications I now have for games that I have never. Never even anticipated having an interest in the past is beyond me. I'm sitting there at the football going, oh, getting Charlton have equalised against Oxford. Well, actually, that makes sense because that's League One. I, I might have an interest in that. But, oh, yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah. Like, Forest Green are 1-0 up against Wimbledon. My my favourite. Um, <laughs> yeah, agreed. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm I'm getting warmed up now.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, so that leaves the scores. Is that, is that what, 7-5, is it, or 8-5?
0: eleven eight
1: eleven eight you are wow.
0: 11 eight up yeah you, you you you're doing yourself a disservice you're on six points after game week one so you were, yeah, yeah, you, were, was, you were flying out of doors scored, didn't yeah, yeah. You, you're an all or nothing player actually sort of six zero one four so you could get them all right or all wrong whereas mine are more <laughs> consistently poor um <laughs> averaging two from a possible nine points each week at the moment so need to up that massively <laughs> Consistency, uh, though. Consistency. We it's like true, see. yeah, exactly. I'm always going to come, like, 23rd. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, what are so we going think. for this, this week, anyway? Yeah,
1: so, uh, first game for the Championship, I'm uh, going for Sunderland-Southampton. Great, great shout. I think that's two massive clubs, and it'll be mm. interesting to see how they get on. Um, second, for League One, I've gone for northampton Wickham. Oh, okay. And then for... Um, League Two. I've gone really through. I don't know what it's going to be, but Mansfield Bradford. Oh they're they're three tricky games. To I call. know.
0: Um, am I do, am I going first? Do I do I pick first? Yeah, you go first. Yeah, I, go I, I, I'll, I'll let you go first for Sunderland Southampton. Yeah, I reckon Southampton win that game
1: two nil. That was gonna be my my prediction. Damn it. Oh god. Um, um I will go for a uh I'll go for a 2-1. 2-1 Southampton win. Yep. I don't They're really gonna... fancy something
0: at the moment. I'm gonna be fuming if they win 2-1 now. But yeah, <laughs> um Northampton Wickham. What am I saying for that one? I think Northampton will win that game. And I think they will win 2-0.
1: I think they'll 3-0. win 2-0. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go for a one all draw, oh, points shared.
0: Uh, is it six fields, Northampton? Yeah, six fields yeah, I think six fields. yeah, for Northampton. Yeah, and then Mansfield Bradford. This is a tough one because I think my <laughs> my my preseason league predictions would say one thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the uh the actual uh reality of of the league table would say another. Um, I am going to go. For a three-one Mansfield win, yeah, that's a good good
1: prediction. I'm gonna go for a Desmond two-two. Love that. Cool. Okay, two draws in the Southampton win. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, whether we've that got or, uh, me we've on got, the
0: butt. No, yeah, you don't. We got a bit of divergence in our results this week as well. So I could see, yeah, they there they, there could be a bit of catching up ground or or pulling ahead going on this time. Uh, this time next week. Yeah,
1: completely agree. We we'll just have to, we we'll just have to see if there's any uh, daylight between, um, between uh, between us after this game week, and we, we'll, uh... but hopefully it keeps, uh, keeps it going and it keeps it interesting. We don't want someone hey. to be like completely, uh, completely running away with it, right? Exactly. Mar- marathon, marathon, not a sprint.
0: And l- Lord knows I'm not a sprinter, so <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just keep plugging away. Do we, um. We We have a Canvey Island update. We do do, have a a Canvey Island update.
1: Actively excited. My demeanour has changed. I'm lifted. Um, It's it's not just a one game Canvey Island update. I give a double whammy. You treat us. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a bit of an up and down, up and down season so far for uh, for Canvey. And you know, week and a bit ago they. Uh, played Bogner Regis at home and unfortunately were humbled 3-1 in that game mm. on the when was that? That was the 20, 26th mm. um, so randomly random they played Saturday then Monday, that's quite intense for two games that is. Yeah. Um, so they they went 1-0 down to Jasper Matha, but then um, potential friend of the show and potential guest maybe moving forward, Evans Kowasi um, for Canvey uh, top scorer of the last last season um got an equalizer on the 13th minute but then uh, unfortunately Isaac Ilanian uh on the 18th minute got Bogner Regis ahead and it was 3-1 by half time by Matt Burgess and uh, unfortunately that's how it ended so that was uh, unfortunately the third loss on the bounce for uh, for for Canvey which wasn't exactly what the doctor ordered at the start of the season however <laughs> I do come with good news uh, they, had, they had a good they had a local derby against Concord Rangers on Monday Monday night Colly Monday and uh came out out of the blocks in the second half like a train um so Charlie Edwards literally just for half time one nil uh Mason Hall two uh, nil on the 5 second and then Connor Hubble. 3-0 on the on the uh, 61st. And then a consolation consolation goal. I think it was an own goal from Calda Costa. Uh, a 3-1 away win um, on derby day. What a result for Canvin. Gets them back in the win column, which is great after three straight defeats. Um, yeah, they've, they've been a bit... They've been a very, very up and down. They're, they're 18th in the table, just outside of the relegation zone. Minus five goal difference, but it's good. we? I thought we yeah.
0: were 14th in the table. We yeah, got no, six no. points.
1: Uh, yeah, 14th. Yeah, you are right. Because yeah. it wasn't actually up. That wasn't that. My, my table was eluded me and, and not updated. Wow. But
0: yes. It's tricking you. It doesn't yeah, want us to win.
1: But yeah, they, they've got up the table now. They're, they're, hmm. they're slightly outside the relegation zone now. And uh, yeah, it, it was a big result for Canvey against a local rival. So, you know, up the Canvey, Good to get the result. And let's hope that's the uh, starting point of a, a good run where they can uh, get themselves to the high echelons of the Isthmian Premier League. But yeah, yeah, yeah. first ever- qualifying
0: round of the FA Cup this Saturday as well. So yes, put agreed. lowest off the way and uh, we're, we're on our way to the FA Cup as well. League title and FA Cup double on the cards, I imagine.
1: Yeah, and and Joe, we'll have to talk off this stream to... Uh, See when our first game is going to be when we go to the movie star stadium this season. Mm, exactly, become boat watchers. Exactly, hundred um, percent. Yeah, so up the canvey. Let's hope they can get a uh, a win next week. Who I believe they're playing. Yeah, they often in the FA qualification, and then have Whitehawk in their next uh, next game um at home in the SP Premier League so we'll give you an FA Cup highlights uh, FA Cup qualification update and see how they get on but you know as always up the canvy. and uh yeah that is the end of our game week four review um joe how have you found it mate unbelievable they get better every week league 2 <laughs> keeps on giving me
0: new life as well i enjoyed starting with it one week i enjoy ending with it another
1: um yeah it's giving me one a run for its money as as always you know i've really enjoyed it too and as always you know please plug us on the socials you know uh, give us a five-star review and all the podcasting platforms spotify apple music amazon music all that jazz and as always you know we really appreciate you uh you listening to the podcast share it with your friends, share it with everybody you know. Uh we want to grow this as much as we possibly can. And uh, you know, we, we love doing this and it, it's shown us that this is the right decision to actually, you know, start a podcast and just go for it. As you know, I really look forward to uh recording with you every week, mate, Joe.
0: I agree. That's lovely. No, I'm smiling again. You've done Good. it again. You've cheered me up again.
1: <laughs> me well, on that and note... the millions of fans that are listening every every single week exactly and uh, on that note uh, we'll end it there thank you for listening and have a good evening everyone